0: It's time! You're listening to the Cage Station TV Prize Fight Podcast. Coming to you from the Coastal Cameron Studios in Wilmington, North Carolina. Are you ready? Here's your host, the big fella, Albert Cameron. Let's get it on! Thank you for joining us for the Prize Fight Podcast. I'm your host, the big fella, Mr. Albert Miller. And it is my honor to greet you again week in and week out. Yesterday, it was proven that Penn State loves their athletics. They cheer on their teams. Penn State beat, what was it, Michigan? I don't even know, I don't follow football. The point of the story is that people in State College, Pennsylvania in University Park at the Penn State campus Absolutely love their athletics and what better time to bring that up than right now when we're talking about Bellator number 186 going down at the Bryce Jordan Center November 3rd. It's going to be live on Spike TV. Tickets available now. Don't wait, boys and girls. Don't wait. Don't ever wait. Don't ever wait to get tickets, actually. It's a bad idea. You always say, hey, I'm going to get my tickets this week and then they're they're unavailable. Just don't do that. And I'm going to be giving you several, several reasons this week on the Prize Fight Podcast why you shouldn't wait, why you shouldn't count on watching this fight card on TV. You should be At the Bryce Jordan Center, November 3rd, watching easily, easily one of the most important fight cards in Pennsylvania history going down for thanks to the Bellator MMA promotion. Also in this week's Prize Fight Podcast, we got headlines, we got this week in MMA history. There's a lot going on. Don't move that dial. It's the Fight Podcast. Weight cut management is one of the biggest hurdles that a combat athlete will endure as they prepare for competition. Our friend Sheena Lee believes wholeheartedly that Plexus is just the supplement that could give you the boost that you need for body weight management. Plexus is all natural, GMO free, and gluten free. One pink drink a day and you are off and running. Find out what Plexus can do for you by visiting facebook.com slash slim down fuel up or by sending Sheena an email at slimdownfuelup at gmail.com. Again, that is facebook.com slash up or up at gmail.com. Get a hold of Sheena today and let's find out what science can do for your next weight cut. These are this week's headlines, courtesy of Showdog.com For Kegs Nation TV Australia, I'm Winston Shea. After victory over Donald the Cowboy Cerrone, Darren Till doesn't expect a title shot, but quote... In my heart of hearts, I will be champ. End quote. You have seen newcomer Kylos Felipe accepts a two-year suspension for positive steroid test. Adriana Moreas to defend the flyweight title versus Danny King Dead at one event in Manila. This has been your weekly headlines, courtesy of ShowDog.com. For Cage Nation TV Australia, I'm Winston Shade. This week in MMA history. This week in MMA history, October 22nd through October 28th, October 23rd, 2010, UFC 121, Lesnar vs. Velasquez. Reigning heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar loses the UFC heavyweight strap to rising heavyweight commodity Cain Velasquez. To add insult to injury, Lesnar got into a post-fight confrontation with Mark Calloway better known as the WWE's Undertaker. October 25th, 2008, at UFC ninety, Silva vs. Cote, future UFC heavyweight champion Junior Dos Santos makes his UFC debut. October 22nd, 2004, at UFC fifty, The War of 04, Patrick the Predator Cote steps in against Tito Ortiz after original opponent Guy Mezger has to pull out of the event due to stroke-like symptoms. Also on the event, Matt Hughes defeats George Rush St. Pierre for the vacant UFC welterweight championship. The previous champion, the prodigy BJ Penn, had defeated Hughes for the title, but was stripped of the crown after signing with the K-1 organization. Hey everyone, while we're taking a break, we just want to remind you that right now we are looking for new people to join the Cage Nation TV roster of creators. We're looking for creators who have a fight circuit close to home, who have a sincere passion for combat sports, and would like to help us bring new territories to the forefront of our coverage. For more information, visit www.cagenationtv.com opportunity pioneer, or send us an email at cagenationtv at gmail.com. All right, friends and family, let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Welcome back to the Prize Fight Podcast. I'm your host, the big fella, Mr. Albert Miller. Uh, let me start off with the following statement. Let me not get anything mistaken. The main event and the co-main event of this event are extremely important, and State College PA should feel honored that titles are being competed for at the Bryce Jordan Center. Ryan Darth Vader will be defending his Bellator light heavyweight championship that he won from Mr. Wonderful Phil Davis who also appears on this card. He'll be taking on Linton Vassell, who is on a three fight winning tear in Bellator. Both of these men are critically, let me say that again, critically important to the worldwide light heavyweight picture. It's also important to know that Alima McFarlane is undefeated, and she's challenging Emily Ducote in a rematch from 2016. 2016. Uh, the community should also be very proud of Phil Davis. He's a decorated wrestler, and he's going to be fighting to climb back to the top of the Bellator led heavyweight rankings, and ultimately national, ultimately global. He's going to be taking on Leo Liete, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Leo. He's fighting Leo, uh, who's also an undefeated fighter with title experience, who is making his Bellator debut. All of these are very, very good reasons why you should be tuning in to Spike TV on November 3rd and watching Bellator 186, but that's not good enough for me. I think we can do better. Today on the Prize Fight Podcast, I'm gonna be giving you a list of reasons why the fine people of State College PA should be in attendance at the Bryce Jordan Center on November 3rd. It's well enough good to watch Bellator every week on Spike TV. I highly encourage that. The more MMA we consume, the larger these promotions grow, and the more MMA there is for us to consume. That being said, if it's in your backyard at the Bryce Jordan Center, which is a fabulous, fabulous venue to see fights at, I've seen plenty of of WWE at the Bryce Jordan Center, plenty of events as a child, uh Thon was huge at the Bryce Jordan Center This place was built to consume Athletics, Penn State basketball Penn State wrestling Phil Davis and Ed Ruth are returning to the house That they helped build I mean wrestling is such a big deal at Penn State Because of guys like Phil Davis Of Ed Ruth, of Kale Sanderson So it's good enough to watch it on TV But ladies and gentlemen If you're within Pitching sound on my voice, North Carolina folks aside, if you're from Altoona, Howtale, Tyrone, State College, Johnstown, it is worth your time. And I promise you that. It is worth your time to get a ticket to make the drive to State College, Pennsylvania. And and one of the main reasons is Bellator has gone out of their way to grab some of the best fighters that Western Central Pennsylvania has to offer. They dug deep. Bellator did their homework. And they pulled out some guys that are absolutely incredible. There's, there's no other way to put that. There are guys that if I had to put together a dream card of guys who were on a Pennsylvania fight card, Bellator nailed probably 75% of them. And that's good for you. And what I'm what I'm looking to do is, what the goal for today is, I want you guys to be in attendance and I want someone beside you to say, hey, I, uh, I knew Ryan Bader way back in the day. And I want you to look him in the eye and say, oh, that's cute. But I listen to Cage Nation TV's Prize Fight Podcast. And then I want you to rattle off all these facts about these guys who were on the undercard. And maybe, maybe just finally, you guys will listen to me when I say that these fights you go to regionally, going to Complete Devastation MMA, going to Gladiators of the Cage, going to Pinnacle Fighting Championships, going to World Cage Fighting Championships, these guys are going places. And Bellator has made themselves a destination for these guys to compete. And it's coming to State College, Pennsylvania. There has been one other event in State College, Pennsylvania, and it was not promoted well at all. I'm not saying I'm the end-all be-all, but I didn't hear anything about it. And I didn't hear well until after it was over that... That an event was going on Well Bellator is changing that ladies and gentlemen Bellator MMA coming to the Bryce Jordan Center November 3rd Tickets still available Do not wait my friends The first fight I want to talk about is a middleweight bout Now this fight will be televised Ed Ruth 3 in Bellator Chose Bellator over the Ultimate Fighting Championship Let me say that again not to stick a thorn in anyone's side, but Ed Ruth had his whole life in front of him. His career could have gone anywhere he wanted it to go, and he chose Bellator. I'm not in the Ed Ruth camp. I can't tell you why he did that, but it happened. I'm told that he was given offers from both camps, Bellator and the UFC, and Ed Ruth chose Bellator. Ruth has training in State College. Pa, as well as being one of Penn State wrestling's most recognizable names, I was working in downtown State College whenever Ed Ruth was beginning his tear. Ed Ruth's name was everywhere, and I loved it. It was my hometown. It was my hometown team. The Penn State wrestling team was was doing great things, and that's it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, the building I worked at in downtown State College was right across the parking lot from a little place called Titan Fitness, later known as Lionheart Fitness, and that's where Ed Ruth did a lot of his preliminary MMA training, and it was it was awesome to see that kind of thing. Now uh, let's talk about facts. Ruth has a perfect knockout ratio of one hundred percent, with only one of his fights leaving the first round. That's absolutely incredible. Think think about what has think about this. Ed Ruth chooses Bellator. I mean, he's no he's no walk in the park. He's a very decorated wrestler. He's a dangerous human being. And as a wrestler, you would expect him to rely on a lot of mat tactics. Not as an insult, but as instinct. When you, Mike Tyson famously said himself, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Edworth has done enough wrestling that wrestling is in his muscle memory. So let's say Ted, Ed gets tagged in the face, and then he has to rely on instinct or has to rely on muscle memory. Well, that would be his wrestling pedigree. All of his fights have ended by the referee saying his opponent has had enough. And that's exactly what a TKO or a knockout is. The referee is intervening saying, okay, we're good, we're done, he's had enough Ed Ruth is a powerful human being He's got great hands and clearly a ground game to be reckoned with Now if you haven't heard the name, well shame on you Eddie Ruth has drawn an opponent drawn an opponent for Bellator 186 And that's Chris Dempsey If you've been following Cage Nation TV over the years You know exactly who Chris Dempsey is Chris Dempsey is a UFC veteran who is not afraid to welcome challenges from fighters much larger than he is First time I ever saw Chris Dempsey fight It's supposed to be a middleweight bout. His opponent, Lewis Rumsey, cannot make middleweight. He had a hard time making light heavyweight. And Dempsey, there was no sweat. Chris Dempsey went in there and he fought and he won. He destroyed. He dominated. And Lewis Rumsey is a very tough guy. Rumsey is a Bellator veteran as well. Rumsey is no walk in the park. You don't just walk through uh, through Lewis Rumsey. You don't. But Chris Dempsey accepted that challenge from a much larger from a much larger Rumsey, and he was successful. A lot of the guys that the UFC put in front of Chris Dempsey, they put Chris Dempsey in as a light heavyweight, and I disagree with that. And I'm not. Being disagreeable for to be disagreeable. Chris Dempsey's body type is he's a middleweight. On a bad day, Chris Dempsey's a middleweight. I think, and again, I'm not in the Matt Factory Chris Dempsey camp. I think Chris Dempsey would be a very good welterweight. Uh, statistically, middleweight is Dempsey's wheelhouse. That's where he's most successful. That is where Chris Dempsey is very good. He's a wrestling veteran himself, having competed from UPJ, I think. I think Chris Dempsey competed for UPJ the University of Pittsburgh-Johnstown. I know he was roommate of Eli Garsnick, who was also a UPJ wrestler. Uh, Dempsey has stopping power, submission skill, and an incredible gas tank. Not just that, but he has an incredible trait that most wrestlers would hope for, and that's stamina. A stamina that will take you into the later rounds. Stamina that will take you to the last minutes of a wrestling match. Ed Ruth drew an incredibly dangerous opponent at middleweight, he really did. Chris Dempsey, I don't agree with him being at light heavyweight. I think middleweight is where he's the most effective, where he's the most dangerous. He is a Matt factory wrestler who trains hard, he trains with the best. So that in and of itself, this televised card, At Bellator 186, Ed Ruth, I think, drew an incredible opponent. If you don't know Chris Dempsey's name, look it up right now. Or after the podcast is over. How about that? Actually, go to CagenationTV.com, and you will find a lot about Chris Dempsey. Get familiar with the man. I think that regardless of how this fight goes, I see a rematch happening, and I really think Dempsey's going to find himself as a contender. I think he's going to get the right training opponents. He's going to get the right opponents in general, and I think Dempsey's going to have a good run here shortly. In the preliminary card that you won't see on TV in this... This, my friends, is why you need to buy your ticket and be at the Bryce Jordan Center November 3rd for Bellator MMA 186. I'm talking about Dominic the Honey Badger Mazzada versus Matthew Lozano. Mazzada is Pittsburgh's last reigning king of the featherweights. Featherweight in Pittsburgh was one of the most hotly contested divisions that I think was out there. Uh, Before Mazzada, it was a guy by the name of Mark Cherico. Cherico was simultaneously... The Pinnacle FC Featherweight Champion and the Gladiators of the Cage Featherweight Champion for all of 10 minutes before he retired. But still, he was the first and only man to go to two of Pittsburgh's largest and best regional promotions and win the Featherweight Championship at the same time. Cherico retired, Mazada stepped up. Mazada, who typically fought at Bantamweight, steps up to Featherweight and says, I'm the man. And he proved it. Time and time again, the Honey Badger, as he is called, has been involved in a lion's share of some of Pittsburgh's greatest fights. He fought against current UFC bantamweight champion Cody Nolov Garbrandt. His bout with Rob Hannah was absolutely incredible. And the kick that started all this was a switch kick on a man named Jeremiah Yeager. It was the kick heard around the Berg. It's been on highlight reels. It's been on TV shows. And if you haven't seen it, YouTube it. hey, okay? I'm telling you, you will not be sorry. Mazzotta, Dominic Mazada trains out of the Matt Factory just like Chris Dempsey. And those guys train hard. I mean, it is a grueling, grueling training period. There's a head coach there named Isaac Greeley. He's a fantastic coach. He's a transformational leader. He knows how to bring the best out of the guys. Mazada is the triple threat. He's got deadly hands. That switch kick, he's got deadly feet. He has superior submission ability. I have seen that man, Mazada, stop fights with chokes that I didn't see coming. Now, I am no jujitsu expert, but I've watched enough UFC and enough MMA to typically know when something's coming or what someone's setting it up for. Mazada's just slick. And his conditioning... That Matt Factory conditioning, and and let's not give the Matt Factory the total credit, although they deserve a lot of it. But uh, Dominic Mazzara also spends a lot of time at the Cherico Martial Arts Academy, training with guys like Mark Cherico, Worthy, uh, Chaka Worthy. A lot of those guys have helped shape Mazzara into the Bellator fighter he is. Now, Mackie Lozano is the more seasoned Bellator veteran in this battle. But with that being said, he is also just as effective as Mazzotta with strikes and submissions. He's also been known to go the distance. And, and if you're listening to the Prize Fight podcast and you've never seen one of our fights or even listened to any of our coverage before, let me point out something that needs to be obviously stated. The state of Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission, as presided over by Executive Director Gregory Sir, will not allow for mismatches. And that, I think, is a lot of what makes Pennsylvania Mixed Martial Arts great. A lot of our coverage today, we'd be pointing out, hey, these guys are really evenly matched. And it's by design. It's because the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission will not, will not allow for mixed matches. They won't allow a Mazada who might be 35-0 to fight a debuting Joe Schmo because that would be a blowout fight. I've actually seen the state of Pennsylvania pull fights because they didn't think a guy fought as much as what he said he did or he didn't train as much as what he said he did. And they don't do that to be jerks. They're not doing that to ruin fights. They're doing that for fighter safety, which is paramount. And I will always, always applaud the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission for for what they've done to protect fighter safety. They have gone above and beyond to put in rules and regulations to make sure that guys don't get hurt. And that is why MMA has such a great record in Pennsylvania because of the hard work of the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission. Let it be said right here and now that PSAC, Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission, does such a great job. So we got Dominic Mazzada versus Matthew Lozana. I know both of those guys are selling tickets right now. And I think you can go to uh, the Bellator MMA website and use a promo code that they can give you to get your tickets for the event. Coming up next, we got Mike Putnam versus Scott Climber. Putnam is breaking a three-year hiatus from pro competition. Putnam himself trained at Lionheart Fitness and Team Titan PA, the same gym that forged an early Phil Davis, an early Ed Ruth, Tyler the Daywalker Saltzman, and a guy we're going to be talking about later today Ethan the Wolverine Goss. Now, a lot of Putnam's experience has come out of the NAAFS. It's a—I don't, don't know if it's strictly amateur, but it is a, a pretty solid fight circuit out of the Ohio Valley region. That same NAAFS also produced UFC bantamweight champion Cody No Love Garbrandt. So, right now, I can tell you, Mike Putnam's not only a finisher, but he forced himself. He sharpened himself against the kind of iron that big champions are fighting against, and that's huge. And who benefits from all that? You guys are. Everyone who's going to be in attendance at the Bryce Jordan Center is winning because guys like Mike Putnam are coming out of coming out of retirement. They're coming off of a hiatus. They're getting ready to fight. They're sharpening themselves. Now, Scott Clymer also coming back from a little bit of a break. He is undefeated in pro competition. Most of his wins come by way of decision, meaning a couple things. One, he's nearly impossible to stop. If there's a way to stop Scott Clymer, no one's found it. And his condition is excellent. Let's go back to what I said about Pennsylvania will not allow for mismatches. They see something in Mike Putnam. They see something in Scott Climber that the fans of Bellator are going to get a real treat to. Again, the matchmakers of Bellator need a real big pat on the back. They have done a great job putting this fight card together. Francis the Mad Dog Healy is going to be taking on Frank Buenafuente. And Lord, I hope I pronounced that right. Francis Healy is a product of the Matt Factory Wrestling Club, the gym that regularly produces monsters and contenders. I've mentioned that gym several times here in the Prizefight Podcast, and for good reason. I've seen Francis Haley fight a lot, and I think he's like a nuclear engineer or something like that. He's incredibly smart, like a very intelligent individual. He's like a nuclear engineer or something like that. It's something like when you think of pro athletes, you don't think of them having a double life like that. But I mean, Francis Haley is one, a very nice guy, but two, incredibly, incredibly smart. He is also a King of the Cage veteran, which is big. King of the Cage tried to make a big, big presence in Pittsburgh, and Francis Haley was one of their guys. Healy has a grinding wrestling style that looks for the finish but also relies on high-caliber cardio and preparing to score points in the distance. When you think of a guy who is guys who are getting ready to fight, they're not always going to get the fights so that are going to match up best to them. The ideal finish to a fight is you walk in, bell rings, you knock a guy out, you walk out with a payday. That is the best-case scenario. The worst-case scenario is the guy across the cage from you has your number every step of the way, and you're either the guy who gets knocked out in three seconds or you're the guy who just cannot impose his will. Francis Healy has always been very good at imposing his will. He has been very good at redirecting aggression, I think is the best way to put that. Francis Healy is is a guy who likes to grind. I mean, he rations his cardio. It's, it's incredible to watch. I, uh, I've i been caveside at a lot of Pittsburgh fights, Gladiators of the cave specifically, and, and uh, Pinnacle, but I saw Francis fight mostly for Gladiators. And Francis Healy just had this way of conserving his energy. He did not look as windy as some other guys are going in the third. Now, Buena Fuente has got winning momentum and a good title fight resume. Buena Fuente has the tools to match up very well with Francis Healy. And why is that, friends? If you've learned anything on the prize fight podcast, why would these guys match up well? Take notes. It's because Pennsylvania will not allow for mismatches. He's able to go the distance. He's got a, he's a very good submission specialist. So that makes the ground a very dangerous spot for Francis Healy in most instances. Francis Healy is by wrestler and muscle memories for wrestler are I want to put you down, shoulders to the mat. I want to hold you there. And I'm gonna score points while you're there. So I think it was Hale O'Gracy himself said, Wrestling completes jujitsu, Jiu Jitsu completes wrestling. So if we have a wrestler taking down a guy with submissions Submission, ugh, submission skills That's going to be an interesting fight isn't it It's going to be an interesting chess match We're going to see things we didn't know we are gonna thought we see We're going to see two guys bringing out the best of each other Is What it's going to end up being Again Bellator 186 going down November 3rd at the Bryce Jordan Center Get your tickets right now Everyone I'm talking about on the Fight podcast Is selling tickets Get a hold of them right now Speaking of one of the guys who has helped the Embers burn Of Central Pennsylvania mixed martial arts I'm talking about the Wolverine Ethan guys Who was our guest on He did a special interview with us He was actually our first interview for Cage Nation TV he draws a man by the name of Andrew Salas. Now, Goss is a native of Petersburg, Pennsylvania. And if you're from State College, you take 26 out to Pine Grove, and then you follow 26 over the mountain. When you find civilization, that's Petersburg. That's where Ethan Goss is from. He is literally 20 minutes away from the Bryce Jordan Center. Goss has been involved in some of the highest profile fights in center region. And actually, I give a lot of credit to Ethan Goss for tying the Altoona Fight Circuit to the Pittsburgh Fight Circuit. And that's with... Incredible bouts with uh, Richie Cantolina and Rel Hodge. Goss himself is a King of the Cage veteran, and he has been working with Altoona Monster Factory, Dignan, Broombot, MMA. <laughs> if, if you watch a little show on ABC 23 called the MMA Rundown starring me and uh, a guy... One of my best friends on planet Earth. You can hear him every day on 105.9 Quick Rock, Drew Shannon. You'll know that the Dignan Broomba guys have made Central Pennsylvania MMA. If it weren't for Dignan Broomba, there wouldn't have been an Optuno fight scene. I'll swear to that. And Ethan Goss is working with him. And it's been good for Goss. He's been working with guys like Cody Carlheim instead of fighting against him. And I, I think Ethan Goss is much better for it. Now, Salas, he's a great opponent for Goss. Why is that, kids? He has a style that's going to make some for some exciting fights. I can sit down and talk to you about the minutia of their records all day long. But what I've seen is, I've seen evidence that Goss is gonna to want to stand with Salas, Salas is gonna to want to stand with Goss. When they get themselves into dangerous situations, they're gonna be able to reverse it to their advantage. They're gonna look for finishes, they're gonna to try to score points, and they're gonna be ready to go the distance. That's as plain and simple as it is. Ethan Goss is, has never been in a boring fight. You can say otherwise, but every time I've ever seen him fight, it's been exciting, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Andrew Salas and what he brings to the table. Closing out the Prize Fight podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is a man that uh, I've always really enjoyed watching him fight, too. He, uh, the first time I ever saw him fight was a Complete Devastation MMA 2. Dan the B Severn was in attendance in Altoona, Pennsylvania. I'm talking about Iron City, Mike Wilkins. He's going to be drawing Brent Martinez at Bellator 186 and November 3rd. At the Bryce Jordan Center, Wilkins has fought all over Pennsylvania. I'm talking Pittsburgh, Greensburg, Altoona, Philly, and just about everywhere in between. He's fought for uh, this, all these promotions that that had this uh, regional fight scene, and it's a real treat to watch him fight. It really is. When Pittsburgh MMA began evolving, when guys like Chris Dempsey were getting signed by the UFC. Mike Wilkins was the first to step up as the next generation of main eventer, and he's been hunting the tough fights ever since. Wilkins has a great gas tank, he's heavy handed, but he also trains out of a great Henzo Gracie affiliate, uh, Stout Pittsburgh I believe they're called, and his submissions are just top notch. All the guys who trained with Stout, uh, Dino Euclo, Andy Anderson, Mike Wilkins, these guys just have this killer instinct. I mean, it's, it's, Iron sharpens iron is the best way to put that. Now Brett Martinez is no slouch. Brent Martinez is a stoppage artist, and he's a Bellator veteran. Martinez and uh, Wilkins have been fighting in similar circles, CES, MMA, Cage Fury fighting championships, and it was only a matter of time before they squared off. Whether it was in Bellator or somewhere else, this was a fight that was organically coming together regardless. They're about on the same level of submission skills and striking skills, so I really see this fight turning into a ground war. I don't want to say that Mike Wilkins and Brent Martinez are going to try to prove themselves, as to who the better submission artist is, I think it's just gonna happen. Two guys who are very versed submissions are gonna try employing submissions on each other. Regardless, this is a great fight that Bellator has done a great job putting together. Everyone I'm talking about, it's worth your time to go out and just do a little bit of research. YouTube these guys. You know, YouTube Brett Martinez or Mike Wilkins or Dominic Mazzotta or Chris Dempsey, you'll thank me. And when you're in attendance at the Bryce Jordan Center November 3rd, get your tickets now, you'll be very, very grateful we did. Next week on the Prize Fight Podcast, well there's not gonna be a next week on the Prize Fight Podcast, We'll be coming back in the second week of November. I'd like to thank everyone who uh, tuned in today to the Prize Play Podcast. I'm very glad you did. I'm looking forward to seeing you all at the Bryce Jordan Center. Um, The pink out, it's something we always enjoy doing every every week in October that we have programming or something going out. We fly that pink pink flag because we want to remember those who lost their battle with cancer but also to encourage those who are still fighting it. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, the big fella, Mr. Albert Miller. And fights, Cameron, action. Thank you for tuning in to the Cage Nation Prize Fight Podcast. All rights reserved, 2016-2017 Planet Aries Sports. The Prize Fight Podcast is part of the Cage Nation Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.cagenationtv.com.